<clears throat> I need a new computer. Oh boy. What you need? I need new headphones. I need money. Hey! The curiously strong mint. There's nothing curiously strong about these. Altoid. Where's that fucking dog? Is that here? Get your fucking dog out of here. I'm trying to record. I was doing the song version. What was that? <laughs> that was our song. That was our theme? Yeah. You like our theme? I do. I love it. It's upbeat enough, but it's also chill. Contemplative? Yes. Contemplative. <laughs> <laughs> Contemplative. Shut up. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. There's a dog. I'm sorry. I don't want this thing barking as we're trying to do this. This beast. I can't hear it. There's a beast out there. It's distracting me. Who is a dog? People are, in New York. We've talked about that in the uh, in the judging episode. Go back and listen to that. My name is Greg Russ. And today's topic is it's my choice. It is your choice. Um, but it was a very uh, it was a team don't effort. don't put this on me. It was a t- no. I'm not do, saying because it's bad. I'm saying because. Do you know you what this me de- sort of decide what our topic should be? This this shows me that you're not confident in the topic that you're picking. So in case this goes to shit, you're gonna say, "Hey, it was both of us. It no, wasn't just me." That's it was- your glass. No, no, that's your glass half empty. Because I'm thinking it's a good topic, and so we should share in the uh, the product of this discussion. Yeah, I'm really showing uh, my support for you. I should, no matter what the topic is, it's like. We rise together, we fall together. That's right. That's the way I should approach it. I'm like, uh-uh, that was Autumn. <laughs> Just in the beginning, I'm going to preface this, that it was all Greg's idea, but only if it was a bad show. And then if it's a good show, then it was mostly mine. What was, my, right, was, what was, mine. What was my support with it? I like we're building up the tension, too. People want to know what the topic is. Though, even though, if you're downloading the podcast, it's already been listed. So, you know, <laughs> you know there's no real... There's no suspense. There's no reveal here. <laughs> But uh, well, I, I think my support, you said I gave you the support and help you to decide. Yeah. And you said, should we do this as a topic? And I said, sure, whatever you want to do. <laughs> that was, that was well, the- I, I, went, I said one, one of the topics I said, I don't remember what it was. And you got really like you had a, oh, no, you didn't say much about it. And then you said the topic we're going to talk about. And then you sent me this long text. <laughs> I started ranting. <laughs> yeah, you started ranting. And so I thought that that meant that it was good. But then you seemed like maybe it was I, I got the idea that maybe it was too much for you and that you were going to be too like angered by it. And so I said, do you want us to push that one to another time? You're like, nope. We're, I mean, whatever you want. We're going to do it. All right. So today's topic is money. So you're thinking about money. Yes, I'm thinking about money. Money is um, on the mind. It's always on the mind. Cha-ching! The, the, great, <laughs> the great stressor. But also maybe the great reliever. Yeah, possibly. It shouldn't it's have that much. It's a double-sided coin. It shouldn't have that much power. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be a whole show of money puns? Because if so, I think we're going to need to make a change to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll send you that bill. I don't even know if that makes sense. <laughs> nope, it didn't. I just needed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. Hold on, let me look at my list and check off one of these topics. <laughs> I'm going to hold you account. Accountable. <laughs> hey, this is going to be a good episode. You can bank on it. All right, that's enough. <laughs> I've had There's my never fill. enough. Yes. Okay, Um, money. I felt I started this year by saying it was the year of money. That's was that was year. that's how you set up your year? Yeah. I don't like where you are in your headspace, but continue. Not not in a um This is going like to be a, the year of money. And not of in a the- money grubbing way, but I'm going to like I'm going to focus on not just myself, but just people making money. Let's go. Let's find out ways to monetize something. Not in a, a, a selfless, like, scrappy, do whatever you can. But, like, let's put our, let's, I wanted to put my head into Radio Labyrinth, into my personal life, um, 
into even our show. Even so, that's I'm not thinking about money with our show. I'm thinking about what we're doing and trying to make it good and which is keeping a, it. Yeah, that? we can get into that more. Yeah, which is why I've never even thought about trying to find a way to make money with this show yet. Yeah, and I'll talk about the. I feel like our show has not not more integrity. But I want to build the integrity of our show before I start thinking about money. Because that's what I'm saying. I'm not just like doing whatever I can to make money. It's just I want to put my head in a money state of mind so that if there's an opportunity for it, then I want to take it. So um, I came to Atlanta and I um, tap danced in front of the sales team of WSB asking for uh, not sponsorships. Uh, endorsements. Let's endorsements. Just, let's just set this whole thing up. Because there could be someone listening somewhere who has no idea what the hell else you do. Okay. So Radio Labyrinth is another podcast. Right, you with are Tim on. Andrews. And Tim Andrews is also on the Von Hessler Doctrine, which is a radio show that you're a part of in Atlanta on WSB. So you went to the WSB sales team in right. Atlanta. You live in the no man's land between D.C. and Baltimore. <laughs> yep. And you went to Atlanta and you put on a show for these people because you wanted to score some endorsements. Right. You wanted to promote some products on the air and steal them away from another woman who hasn't been on the air in a very long time. Well, I guess she has a weekend show. I think she has a Sunday show. Well, that's just there to keep her name, whatever. Yeah, yeah. She has a, yeah, so there's, there's. I'm really the only other woman on WSB not doing the news um, besides this other person. And she has every... Like every other commercial is her, which is wonderful. But also, maybe there's a little room at the table for me. So... I wanted to let the salespeople know that who I am and what I'm into or what I like and whatever. So I needed to come to Atlanta to do that. I also got with Tim Andrews um, and tried to zhuzh up his Patreon page, um, trying to get that show to make more money. Therefore, he can give me some of that money, which he started doing. Um, and I don't know, I forget some other. Oh, I talked to somebody else about how that they can make money doing something and it had nothing to do with me working on it with them. It was just, hey, you know what's a good idea? Is this, this, and that? And then you can charge for it, blah, blah, blah. And so I just feel like my head is in money. Um, and I don't believe in this bullshit, but I kind of secreted it because I was thinking in that way about money. And Travis is going to be getting a new job that's going to be giving him his true salary, which is more than what he makes now because he he's on a fellowship. So he has this big chunk of money, but he needs it to last for like three and a half years. So he had to sort of divvy it out, spread it thinner so that it could last longer. And so he's not really receiving his true salary, what he should be making. But his new job will be giving him his true salary plus a little bit more. And the money that his, is left over for another two and a half years, he can front load that. So we'll have a lot more money to sort of play with every month. And Ellie's starting kindergarten this year. So that's another like 250 whatever dollars extra a week that we're going to get. So it's, and then I got, <laughs> just letting it all out now, I got a debt consolidation loan. So all our credit cards are at zero. Um, and so everything's, to, and I'm paying half of what I was paying to four credit cards instead, and I'm only paying it to one thing. It's all so much more manageable. It's going to be even more manageable. But you realize you just ran through this whole list of money and how it's having an effect on your life. And that yes. is the reason I despise money. I yeah. cannot stand it. It is a stressor. And let me just set this up to begin okay. with. People like to throw out there, well, what uh, what other ideas do you have? What's a better way? I don't know. I don't think there is a better way. This is the best that we could do. And I can still say that I don't like it. Doesn't mean I need to have a solution. It also doesn't mean I'm going to sit there and completely whine about it because this is the framework of our existence and I will work within it. And what I think really I don't like about money is what it brings out in people. So in mm. essence, what I'm saying is it's people I don't like <laughs> well, ultimately. We already know that. Yeah, it, but it's not what it brings out in people. It is what it can bring out in people. It brings out in a lot of people the worst, I think, because money is power, whether or not you view it that way. It is. You have a lot of money. You have power. And quite often the people who get a lot of money and therefore get that power are people who are willing to backstab. They're willing to right. manipulate. They'll shit all over other people. And these are not really the people you want with power. And not everyone. Look, these are the making umbrella statements. And just like all of people, there's bad people and good people. 
So I'm not saying anyone who has money, anyone who's rich is a bad person, but I'm saying quite often, this is the pursuit. This is what people want. They want money. Money is some kind of status symbol. Money sets you apart from other people. Oh, I have money. I'm better than you. I don't buy into that. I think that's BS. And, but don't uh, you think a lot of other people feel that same way? People don't think they're um, the majority of people don't think that just because someone has more money that they're better than them. Uh, there are I, people who do think that, but not. There are like people who think that and then they're motivated by that. And then they're the people who get the money and then they're the people in power. Right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Again, is there a better way like mm-hmm. in terms of an economic system? Bartering ain't going to work. That's goofy. What would we do? Trade this podcast? Yeah, I could make bread, yeah, <laughs> make see, treats for people. I mean, you making bread is actually more viable than like, what right. do I do? Well, I'll, I'll give you this podcast if you give me that gallon of milk. You could edit something for someone. Sure. I guess. The grocery store. I, I just keep yeah. thinking of food because you got to find ways to get food. Yeah. It's like, what can I exchange <laughs> for food? I'll make yeah. you this video that uh, promotes your fresh produce. Please, now give me some apples. Yeah, apples on sale. You know, in t- in terms of economic systems, and uh, I think I, I think yeah. on the von Hessler doctrine, it's promoted uh, that I'm anti-capitalist. Which, no, there are flaws in capitalism. I do actually believe that capitalism and its uh, as a system has allowed upward mobility for more people than any other system. It's just when it runs wild, it evolves. Corporatism takes over. Big corporations now are owning everything. The fact that Disney has bought almost everything you can think of mm-hmm. in terms of media, like is their voice now. They're the ones who have access to us. And we don't really have as much of a choice as we used to. And, you know, at that point, it does become about, I mean, there's so much money involved with it. I think with corporations, one of the things that really bothers me is it's always about the bottom line, especially publicly traded corporations. You have shareholders. Every year we have to share, share or show shareholders that there's growth. If there's not growth, things aren't going well. Someone like Disney, I don't know what their profits are. Billions, I assume. Yeah. So th- this is just me making something <clears throat> up. $20 billion. Oh, last year we made $20 billion. This year we only made... 19.75 billion and then oh the shareholders lose their minds got to show constant growth always got to be growth uh, there's got to be growth well my investment it's and then so what do they do oh we got to find ways to make more money so they cut corners they fire people they treat employees like shit and this is yeah that's how but you know what that's how pixar was created because disney was moving away from uh animators and those animators went over to pixar and then Pixar was purchased by Disney. <laughs> I know. They just came back because they've got so much power because there is so much money involved. Right. And this, I, I, you know, capitalism in its truest sense, competition amongst family-owned businesses, smaller businesses, people just trying to make a living. There's, I don't see any problem with any of that. Because well, there are no, yeah, because a lot of these smaller, I guess, things and, and maybe some big corporations do have you know like a business ethics or don't or do have a principle you know that if they're going to do something and they're going to be making all this money they're also going to make sure that i don't know their stuff is fair trade or they're going to you know not um maybe they would use a space that's uh, for lease and not build tear it down and build something. you know what i mean like they, they, there are some places that have that but it's not required for them to have that and so that's when shitty businesses start to get big well, and bother us. And, you know, you're supposed to be able as a consumer to have checks on businesses you don't like. You don't like their price point. You don't like the way they conduct business, how they treat their employees, you know, whatever your cause is. If they're not matching it, you're supposed to be able to go somewhere else. But we're getting to the point. And then, I, you know, maybe this doesn't necessarily tie into money because I am taking it to this very large macro level. Yeah. Um, but you don't have as many choices. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to buy from you, but you have your hand in everything. Here's a company like, yeah. I had no clue that you had your hand in, but you really do. You own it. I always think about Walmart because my aunt um, always said that she would never shop at Walmart. And there are people who are kind of, you know, on the lower end of a, you know, economic spectrum or something. And they have a job where they need, I, I always thought about this. Um, they need a job where they need um, non-slip 
shoes. And the only place that's either close enough to get to or even sells them, because I don't even think Target sells them, but you'd have to go to the Walmart. And so even if you are someone who's maybe a little broke and you you have a principle that you're trying to live by by not supporting something like Walmart because of whatever you think, you don't really have a choice. Like you have to get rubber, you know, non-skid shoes for your job and you have to go get them. And where are you going to get them? You have to go to that Walmart. Yeah, you do what you have to do. Walmart, I think these days, is actually trying to change their image. I don't know about their culture enough to know if they're changing it from within. Um, but it does seem like with online retail, that was the only thing that was able to touch Walmart. Because Walmart was so big in communities, they would come in and they would just open their superstore and then the rest of the small shops would shut down. And yeah. they had that or, much power. Or they were in a place and they abandon it and build a super center two miles down the oh, road yeah. because and before then that was, shopping center dies yeah because before it was just a normal walmart right but now we got to get the, the groceries in there and the and auto McDonald's. repair and yes everything <laughs> the eye doctor the subway ugh. so i hate the ones with a subway in them because i hate the smell i was of gonna subway. say it stinks up the whole store yeah the subway sandwiches taste how subway restaurants smell <laughs> they all taste exactly like that smell it's disgusting so with Walmart, though, with with the negative press and with, you know, the negative press wasn't enough alone. It was, I think, the loss of profits uh, with Amazon, which, you know, there's plenty yeah. of things wrong with Amazon and uh, the size, the sheer size. Again, it's a tough. Do you blame someone for building a business that big? I guess not no. if you're in the if, if it's but once you get there, it's what you do with that power and all that money that I think matters. But. You know, I've, I've, we can get back to this. I think you had an initial point just talking about money <laughs> and how it applies to your life. Yeah. And, and I, I, yeah, and I, I think I, that, um, money can be something that is a stressor. I think, like you said, I think it can be something that could be this, like, it's maybe it's like a devil and an angel, right? More money, more problems. <laughs> <laughs> you should, uh, no. you should uh, write a rap song about that. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about it. Um, I, you know, money can't buy you happiness, but it can really help some things, not your internal happiness, but it can take some pressure off of you, which can kind of have, make your life a little easier. So is it's it not going to save you? your marriage. It's not going to save a relationship between you and a parent. It's not, you know what I mean? But it is going to make things just like a little bit, a little easier. If you have a superficial spouse, it could save your marriage. You're not buying me enough gifts. Right. And then you can buy the gifts. But as you say, it can buy you happiness. And I don't disagree that money surely can help in that department. But is it really buying you happiness or is it just alleviating negative pressure on your life when you have money? So it's that that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's not really even getting because happiness. you can afford the great vacation with your spouse. But when you get there, you're still going to hate your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, if anything, it'd make it, it, it worse. Money buys you the vacation and then you're there on right. the vacation. You can't stand the person, but you're trapped with them right? in a different city or a different you know country. And <laughs> what are you going to do? It's like, ah, oh, we just got to get through this thing. And then that is also about yourself too, because we talked about in that, in that other episode where you're still you. So even though you have maybe success that comes with the money or money comes with the success, I don't know then you're still you like you all of the things are easier you can buy anything you want you can go anywhere you want you can do anything you want but you're still like this sad depressed what episode piece of shit <laughs> what episode did we talk about this i don't know didn't we talk about like um you're still uh i'm sure we did i just want yeah. you to we got to treat this like online publishing if you write an article you got to link to 60 other articles in that <laughs> article right. or like as, a wikipedia page at the bottom yeah to get as many clicks as possible so if we Reference another I think show. it's in our grocery store episode. <laughs> yeah, go listen to that one. If it's not the grocery store, make sure to listen to Vanity. Yeah, maybe it's hotels. <laughs> yeah, it's in one of those. Listen <laughs> to them all. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like um, that's all I wanted was just to alleviate some of the pressures because, like, I feel like your kids don't cost you a ton of money until they get older. It's when they get older when all of a sudden it's like, you got to spend all this money on their clothes. <laughs> you know, at first you get lots of donations, right? Like you get hand-me-downs from people. People are buying you stuff because they're babies and they're cute or whatever. But as they get older, it gets harder and harder to get hand-me-downs unless you keep like a network up. And then daycare starts happening and that's fucking crazy expensive. And then um, going plate, like you got to start 
entertaining them. You got to take them places. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. What go, are the? This, what are the? Not a park. What are the tokens of Chuck E. Cheese cost these days? So that's the other thing. You got to go online. You got to get the coupons for Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you got to go on days where they're like double police. You know, shit like that. And if you don't, then you're just you're just go- you're just spending it like money just flies out of you sometimes. So, and then grocery shopping, they get older and they start eating everything. <laughs> it's not just like here's a little breast milk and uh, a couple of little things that I give you off my plate. I mean, it's like you know, especially Pete, he'll eat. It depends on if they're growing, you know, like sometimes if they're not growing, they don't eat shit. And then other times if they're growing, they eat your dinner and theirs. It's crazy. And so yesterday, Ellie ate four peaches. I think we had like six total. And are you buying, are you buying the organic peaches? No. Yeah, too much money. Give her those. Well, too much money. And give her those pesticides up. and those chemicals. I also say shut up to organic. Shut up. It doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me either. The people who buy organic avocados, which... You know, if even even it can't penetrate that thing. Yeah, the, the avocado. There's no reason. The bananas too. Exactly. And oranges. You're not eating strawberries. The... Maybe. Well, you're also eating the outside of the strawberry. You're eating the whole thing. Yeah. That's another money making scam. Yeah. I do. fake. Oh, uh, I love things that like are in a. Uh, you, know, you can always tell uh, healthy quote healthy things are are healthy by like they're not shiny packaging. They're like a matte. Like, like if you buy chips and they're supposed to be like, you know, sea salts, you know, uh, <laughs> olive oil, you know, then they're like a matte bag instead of that shiny, like wavy, lays wavy. <laughs> yeah, there's the sheen to those. Right. And then um, stuff that's classier gluten- to have when the When the stuff mat. that says it's gluten free, when it's like, no shit, it's gluten free, like ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> gluten free. Well, this is the because it's five cents more because it's gluten free. Fuck you. Because the ultimate goal is to make as much money as possible, and you know, getting in. I'm going to go back to corporations again, but okay. you know, the people rail against. We don't have to go too deep into it, but the, the people who rail against big pharma, I think it's a valid argument because these are companies that are in the business of healthcare, and you have products that can help better people's lives and save lives in instances, and Ultimately, it just comes down to making as much money as possible. You could still make unbelievable amounts of money, money that you can't even fathom, but it's not enough. Got to get more. And people's lives are at risk or their well-being is at play. And I think these are the moments that people look at. And and when money becomes the end-all, be-all that... When a medication is $400 without insurance... Yeah, and you're I, saying you don't feel like it should be that expensive. I I know that there's much more to this process that I don't understand. That there are people who have to invent the drugs and then the research into the drugs and all just getting it through the government approved by the FDA. And I understand all that, but it does seem like money grab is the ultimate play here. It's like we need to get as much as possible. More, give me, give me more money. <laughs> so again just reiterating it's not necessarily money i don't know a better system and they're positive look i want to be somewhat positive about it i know that if you work hard and money can be a nice reward for that it can be a way for you to look at what you're putting into your work and saying well maybe i'm doing a good job this is nice thank you for rewarding me you know there are certainly positive things that can come out of money um but I just, it's very hard for me to get past looking at people who view it as a status symbol, as a way to gain power, as a way to put other people down. Um, And again, I know not everyone does this. I don't even know the percentages. Maybe it's a low percentage, but to me, it's bad enough that there's enough people out there to recognize that this is a problem, that this kind of thing happens, that it just turns me off completely because... There are better things to gauge your worth on in life than money, as far as I'm concerned. Money is a construct. It's something we created. So if you're saying, what makes a person a good person? How much money do they have? (laughs) Do people say that? I mean, I know that some people do, but I feel like practically people are doing that. Maybe I shouldn't say good. That's not the way to, (laughs) to phrase it. But it's like the value of a person. It's like not everyone is doing it. No, but there's enough people that you encounter. And, and the, I, I base this 
on meeting people. And a lot of the times the question is, and I'm going to separate it here. What do you do for a living? That's an easy question to ask someone. But I find that people like to compare jobs. There's prestige that comes with jobs. Mm. And then the money that's also tied to jobs. And people do like to use that as a way to separate themselves from other people. Well, my job pays me more. And it's a little more prestigious. Yeah, I have a cousin who works at um, a Euro wrap in Athens. And I think he's worked there forever. He's like in his 40s. And I know, I, I think my mom in the past has sort of judged it, saying and he, he has a family, he has a wife and family, and it seems like he should be doing something else, you know, or um, he's a really talented um, artist too. Like he's an illustrator and he, he makes comics, but he doesn't show them to anybody. He keeps them for himself or he keeps them for his friends, his family. And it feels like you should be saying to him, why don't you go back to school and get a degree and get a better job and get a higher paying job and then maybe do something with your art and whatever. And I've talked to him about that before. And I think that he really like snapped me back into reality a little bit, reality, reality by saying, what's your definition of success? You know, it just depends on what you feel is success. You know, for him, his goal was not to make money off of his work or his, his, his art, you know, um, he just wanted to, he wanted an easy job that he could, you know, turn on and turn off whenever he, you know, like when he was done with, jo- with work, he left, he was gone. So you didn't have to think about it or do anything or answer an email. And he, I don't know, hung out with his family and lived his life. And, and, and I, I think that's a great way to live. Yeah. I think he's a real inspiration, honestly, in a, in a lot of ways, especially if you have a wife that's supportive of that and a family that's not like his family's not in the gutter because he can't, he's not getting a job. Things are fine. And that's just what he's, he's doing. And that's fine too. Yeah. If his responsibilities are met, but if he's 40 something years old and you ask him, what do you do for a job? And he says, I work at the Euro wrap. You're like, Ooh, hard times. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I, that's an awful approach that people have. They got to look at another, if a garbage man, for example, got paid $6 million a year. Mm -hmm. And you said to a person at a party, I'm a garbage man. But Wow. What? He's a garbage man. Look at this. Wow, he's a right. garbage man. Even though the job itself is not glamorous and you're picking up people's discarded shit, sometimes literally, sure. um, the money involved could offset a lot of that. Would it be the job for everyone? Would everyone want to do that? No, probably not. But the money would offset that negative view we have. So if right. you had the Euro rap, he was making a lot of money. People went, hmm, hard times. Right. No, it's not hard times. He's made a choice. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that choice. No. And he really sort of, you know, I, that's when I understood. That's when I started thinking about people's success and what it means to be successful or even happy. You know? Yes. That's a bigger topic. Yeah. Happiness. That was one that we threw out there as a possible point of uh, a talking point for this episode. We'll get to happiness at some point, Autumn. I didn't want to do it because the word penis is in it. Yeah. Well, you've just ruined <laughs> that word for me forever. Happiness. The same way you ruined walking up the subway stairs for me. Looking at your butt. Yeah. When when Autumn was in New York, <laughs> she was walking behind me going up the subway stairs. And you can't help but look at the person's butt in front of you. I've looked a yeah. lot of butts. And I've thought to myself, that person better not fart right now in my face. <laughs> and somewhere over the course of history, many, many times, I'm sure people have farted in other people's faces, which is the... Just wait until you get to the top of the stairs at least. Oh, I can't. If, if you're going to do it in a public space. Uh, do it without someone's face underneath you. Yeah, but Autumn was looking at my butt and thought, that's where his poop comes out. And yes, that's very <laughs> you true. You asked me, right? You're like, were you looking at my butt? I, mean, I thought you turned around and you asked me. I probably did ask you, but now I, I just. Like, yeah, honestly, I thought about that's where your poop comes out. Now from. you've taken it to the next level for me <laughs> where I just think about people pooping instead of farting which is worse i like to think sometimes about celebrities big time celebrities just sitting and pooping what it's like same and then they wipe and then like a piece of toilet like it flies out instead of goes down and they have to pick up their poopy toilet paper off the ground and then they tell their maid except if if they're rich and there are toilets like this the people who are able to afford the really expensive apartments in new york and you're high up in a high rise so no Mm -hmm. one can see in your window 
I mean, the toilet looks out a, a glass window, a, the full like ceiling to floor window, and you're looking out over the city as you're taking a dump. How's that for money wow. getting your power and you're up still? A, I'm above all of I'm you. I'm shitting on all yeah. of you. I'm, I'm shitting <laughs> above all of you. That's weird to think about a toilet on like the hundred something floor. And all of that has to go down. I think about if if, down, down, down. if buildings in New York were transparent and you could see the pipes, <laughs> just the amount of human waste that would be streaming down constantly. Yeah. Gross. From, from all these buildings. Because there's so many people. <laughs> there's so much. And it would just be streaming down. And, you know, I'm sure someone does get off. I'm going to keep prefacing this because, you know, for the sake of the show and my, my point, uh, I think the most interesting angle is going after the people who would get off uh, of on the idea of shitting above the rest of the city. Mm-hmm. Again, I know there's not, you know, that may not be the majority of people, but a, a few people can ruin everything. World peace, for example, never going to happen because all it takes is one person to say, I don't want that. And that's they can ruin world peace. Yep, it's not in the world. It takes everyone to be on board with it to have peace. It takes one person to ruin it. <laughs> I so. can't stop thinking about being surrounded by buildings in New York and thinking about all the pipes and like all of the poop that's coming down. Yeah, well, like it's raining poop inside all around you. Exactly. That's so. That's amazing. Or when, I, I wanna, when I'm on the subway and it's packed, I think of all the poop in people's bodies, <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> You got me thinking about um, in public pools or just in pools with people and all the water that's passing over everyone's buttholes and you're swimming in it. Yeah, that's why there's chlorine. But yes, yeah. it's going up. It's washing up into the butt. It's coming out. Yeah. And then you're swimming through it. And yeah. And you open in... your eyes and you, or you open your mouth and you spit it out. Yeah. It's the the great equalizer, death and shitting. You know, yeah. you can be as rich as as. I don't know. I was going to. God. God is God rich. God's rich in different ways. Yeah. but So I wrote this. I wrote this down. How do you personally feel about your money and maybe making money? Because before we started, you even said, like, I need money. Yeah, of course. It's a it's a necessary thing. We need money to survive. Um, so what was the question? again? how do I feel about it? Yeah. Like, how do you feel about personally making more money or the money you have so when i moved to new york and i was working in radio i was doing weekends on wrxp which was a rock station up here and i needed something to fill up my weekdays um so i got this promotions coordinator gig which i hated a weekend i thought oh my god this is my life i want to kill myself it didn't pay a lot what Uh, did you have to do that you hated i just didn't it was a desk job and yeah. I, I had promotions. I had no interest in promotions. I had just come to New York with no job, and I wanted to, to work. And so I took that job, which paid me $30,000 a year, which, which being on the air two days a week doubled that. That was the only reason. I don't know how someone takes that job. That's another thing. I, I understand companies have bottom lines that they need to meet. And you put a $30,000 a year job out there. Someone is going to take it because people are in New York. There's so many people and people need jobs. But from the company's end, you know that's crap. You know nobody can live on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how someone did. The person who ended up getting the job after I quit it, uh, I think, lived in New Jersey. But even the commuting costs, I just. Well, they probably have roommates, right? I just think there's some responsibility. Again, the argument against it is, well, people don't have to take that job. You don't have to take that job. Yeah, I understand that. But the company knows somebody will take that job. And again, it's their choice. They can do whatever they want. I just think that if I were running a company, I would try to be fair about these things. Anyway, going back to your question. At some point, because I was a manager, they had this manager training where you had to take like a personality test. And they told you your management style. And it was color coded. There was a red and a blue and a yellow and a green. And I was a green. I was the only green, which was like. Oh, you care about your employees. That's really what it boiled down to. You really? recognize what were the other ones? Do you remember? You, you recognize that they're human, and you take that into account in your in your management style. Uh, I off the top of my head, I cannot remember exactly yeah. what the other ones Red were. Red was like a tyrant. I, th- I I probably have that assessment somewhere, but I don't know if I feel like ripping apart my apartment during our recording to look for it. <laughs> I think it I think it may be in the drawer to my left, but 
you know, it, it, the it, real time it, search of your drawer in a minute, in a minute, if you have something to talk about, I'll just go look quickly. Okay. But so in this management training, there was this other thing where they put up four easels in each corner of the room and it had different salaries and, you know, a $500,000 a year salary or a $40,000 a year salary, I think was the lowest. And then ones in between. And they had us get up and go stand by the easel that represents what you, you know, the job, the salary you'd like. Of course, people go to the the biggest one. And I went to the $40,000 a year one. Yeah. And they asked why. I said, that job over there is probably some job I don't want that's, you know, requires a lot of responsibility that I don't want to deal with. And it's like, this is my mind. This $40,000 a year is a freelance thing. I'm freelancing. I'm doing something I want. I'm making enough money to survive. In New York, 40000 is enough. But, you know, for the sake of this exercise, I, I looked the other way. I said, this is, this is what I want. And then one person actually said, oh, yeah, I think you're right. And they came over to the easel. <laughs> so that's been my view on money. It's like I, if I had His a personality f- test turned into follower. <laughs> it was right. If, if I had a family, I would take it very seriously to make enough money and provide for the family and make sure we are all right. I don't want anyone to struggle. But I also don't need to live extravagantly. I like to think that if I were rich... Uh, I would upgrade my apartment, surely. I'd get a bigger apartment, but I don't need some huge place. I don't need a mansion somewhere. I don't need some overly expensive car. And you said earlier, you know, in reference to the other show that we can't remember which one it was, uh, maybe it was video games. Go listen to video games. Yeah, it was probably Um, video games. How you're always you, though. You're still you, right? No matter what situation you're in. I do think if you get a lot of money, it can change you. And for whatever reasons if it's a boost to your ego or if it's because you have to protect yourself because now you do have money and all these leeches come out whatever it is i think it can change you but i like to think if i had a lot of money i would still live relatively modestly i'd upgrade my life i'm not gonna lie and pretend i wouldn't make it better Mm -hmm. but i don't need things that are status symbols to show other people that i have right i'd get a bigger apartment i still don't even think i would get a car i don't think i would buy a car but if i oh no it's it's a lot more trouble yeah, to deal with here in New York, but I would have the yeah. money to put in a garage, I guess. But it's like, I, I don't care. There's no reason for me to have a car here. If I needed one, I could rent a car if I were rich, if I needed to get out of the right. city. And it would be easy to do because you wouldn't have to think about whether you could afford it or not. You could just do it. Yeah, and at that point, the only reason to have a car is to be show off. To show off. And I, I have zero desire to do that. And um, I would give my money away. To people, not all of it. I would keep enough to survive. Jeff Bezos, for example, personal wealth, not Amazon wealth. Is it changes a lot because there's so much money involved and it's fluctuating. But it's like 170 billion dollars, and it's his money. He can do whatever the hell he wants with it. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm thinking that he's wrong because I have my personal beliefs. If I were him, what I would do with the money. But you know, objectively, whatever, do whatever you want with it. 170 billion. I could keep 10 billion for myself still be fine for the rest of my life and anything I ever wanted to do I could do and I would like again maybe I change into an asshole if I get rich if I got that rich but I, I would oh, like does to Jeff d- Bezos have a family yeah he just got I don't know about his kids situation or anything he just got divorced remember because oh uh, that's right 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 he was cheating because you would need to put away money for them make sure like you want to make sure that they're set up but okay then give also- each of them a billion all right just keep 20 billion and then you got what 150 billion I guess you could even keep 30 like if you have two kids 30 you, billion you could just do, 10 for each of us you could do a lot of good in the world uh whatever your causes you could do so much and then people that were close to me um, you know, I would give money to. I, yeah. I understand that opens the door and floodgates could possibly open and you've got a stream of people coming in expecting things. Why did you, where do you draw the line? Why did you give this person money and I would be next in line, but you drew the line with me? I get all that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's that simple, but I would figure out some kind of plan. I don't know. I don't think I would change too much. What would you do? What would you, if you had unlimited money, Yeah. how would you change your life? Um, I think, like you said, I would, uh, uh, okay. I would, it it would mostly go to the kids at first. I would put Ellie in classes that she wants to take that we can't afford to put her in. Like, you know, like ballet or karate or swimming or something. Um, 
and probably just upgrade things, you know, like buy something that I've been wanting to, but I haven't wanted to pull the trigger on it. Um, I would do a lot of saving. I would not my first if I had, you know, like $170 billion, eventually down the line, it would be giving it away. But a lot of it would just be save it. I just want to save it like a crab pulling in things like save, 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 yeah, exactly. I just want to bury the acorns. Maybe I was a squirrel. I like the idea <laughs> of having billions of dollars, but burying it in the yard. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd bury it all around the country, and people would have to find it, like in Legend of Zelda, the Super Nintendo, and everybody. Instead of <laughs> to dig around, yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll find it. Hey, slash open this bush. Maybe you'll find uh, some money there. In, instead of old. Folgers cans though you just bury shipping containers filled with money because sure. <laughs> there's so much of it. It's like what's this? So people, yeah, it's like people drilling for uh, oil or uh, silver or something. <laughs> they just, oh yeah, that's Greg's shipping container. That's right. <laughs> filled with um, cash. It would. I would want to stay in this house because I love this house. I don't want to move. Um, I mean, maybe if I had a billion dollars, I would try and find a place. I guess we could buy it. I don't know. I like where we live. I feel the same way. Like I wouldn't want to do something crazy and live in some sort of mansion or whatever. I'd like get a housekeeper that doesn't live here or anything, but just like comes once a week and, and cleans. cleans the house. Yeah. So I don't have to do it. Um, I don't know. Stuff like that. Just, just um, convenience things, making things easier, um, replacing furniture. That's like scratched up, that kind of thing. Nothing crazy though i mean i mean what ultimately does happen and i see uh, how it could run out of control is when you do start making more money your lifestyle does adjust in new york the gains are still modest but the last job that i had that i that i recently was let go from they were paying me ninety thousand dollars a year and then i would do some side things and made another i don't know fifteen thousand it was more money than i ever thought i'd make in my life because Mm -hmm. the pursuit of money wasn't that important to me and it suddenly was like whoa I'm making like a hundred thousand dollars a little bit more a year. I never even thought I'd get to this point. And so I got, you've seen my apartment. It's not huge by any means. And it's also very cheap for the neighborhood. I pay $1,800 a month for my apartment when, you know, apartments this size in this neighborhood go for 22. Wow. Really? It's insane. I don't know where the money in New York comes from, like how everyone has enough to survive. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I adjusted my life from a $12,000 a month rent to an $1,800 a month rent. Which isn't that big of a difference. No, but... You know. I mean, it's a lot a month, but it's still not a crazy... It's, it's not like the difference between twelve and 1800 in other places is drastic. Oh, yeah. You're talking about what... You're not living in a... like a. a there, there's not like a person down at the bottom. What is that called? A, a doorman or anything. Oh, no. It's still you don't just have a, amenities. It's just a brownstone walk-up. Yeah. Um, no, but so you adjust and then that money is kind of spent. Sure, I saved more money than I was able to in the past too, which came to help me out when I lost my job and um, was, I was still worried. But the, the moment you don't have an income, it is worrisome. Yeah. Um, but I also could have survived six months if I had zero money coming in. And mm-hmm. I ended up going like a month with no income and, and I'm freelancing and I'm making you know, it's different because it's not a salary. So I have to work. If I don't work a day, I don't get paid, but right. it's fine. And I think this is the way I want to go because to me, the guaranteed money isn't as important than the freedom to work on other things. And I do think, you know, we talk about this show and how we're not trying to make money on this show. And I think that's important at this point because the money, the show isn't being done as far as I'm concerned to make money. If some point we made money doing the show we wanted to do, mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. But if you get people like Patreon coming in, which is a big thing with podcasts, people pay for the show and you have perks that you want to give them and you want to be, I just think it alters things. It can't exist as organically as it does now with us doing it. I think that if we ever get a Patreon page, it would be something really simple that you would get. You know what I mean? It would be like a pin, a sticker, a little bit of something. And thank you. you, Thank you for supporting the show. Right. And the show is going to continue to be what it is. Creative Endeavors. Uh, when money is involved. If you do something creative organically and it catches on, Mm -hmm. then it can exist as the way you created it. But ultimately what happens is anything that's new or creative that comes out, if it's, if it's popular, you get the spinoffs, you got the ripoffs, you got the imitators. And then that idea is hijacked 
and marketed and monetized. Right. And apparently the only value to be found in creativity is money, meaning a lot of people view it that way. And I don't buy into that for like a Like if you're doing something creative, it needs to lead to money. Yeah, I don't buy into that. It would be nice yeah. if, if like this show took off somehow and we made a living doing it. That would be great. But it's also we're still doing the show that we wanted to do. Right. And that to me is more important. So I'd rather just keep doing the we show. We have a mattress sponsor and now we're not allowed to talk about any other mattresses <laughs> or we'll lose that mattress sponsor. Yeah, and I don't like the mattress that we're, right. that's sponsoring but us. But you so. have to pretend like you love it. Yeah, so I just sleep on the ground because they actually send people out to check to make sure the mattress. <laughs> so there's just a pallet on the ground. It's like, what's that? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's where I sleep. It's a little sleeping bag on the hardwood floor. Um, but, you know, I get something out of doing this. We do shows and there's ups and downs. Sometimes I don't feel so great about the show and other times I feel really good. But, you know, that's still feeling. That's like, even if it's bad, it's like, oh, wow, I'm doing something I care about, though. Right. And I think there's a lot of value in that. I do, too. So, you know. Not it, monetary value. Well, if someone rich listening wants to throw us a bunch of money, if you want to be nice, altruistic, like I yeah. would be if I were rich, then sure. Send us, <laughs> send us the money. Jeff Bezos, are you listening? Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Bezos, we just need five hundred million to fund the show. That's nothing. That's it. To you. That's nothing. Just you have billions. Yeah, it's your money. Sure, do whatever you want with it. I do. Look, I buy into that. People, I do want people to just do whatever they want. Right. I'm just a person who thinks that helping other people, again, there's value in that. And if I had the money to do it, I would give people money. I would just go walk around throwing. <laughs> <laughs> You're walking through the park and then you catch on. People know you're the guy who just throws out money and the people just follow oh, you around constantly. Yeah, see, that's that's uh, that's where it's bad. That's like being a celebrity and you have to give a piece of yourself to everyone because if you're an asshole, because you're in a bad mood, like they'll have that story to tell about you forever, right? So if you're someone who throws out money, you have to always be able to throw out money or you're the asshole. Well, the, and that's the flip side to it. I was like, I would never, if, if that guy existed, I wouldn't follow him around. I don't feel entitled to take other people's money. If someone wanted to give it to me and gift it to me, I think it'd still be hard, but I could be appreciative of it and say, mm -hmm. thank you very much. Um, but you know, there is the other side. It's like the entitlement. It's like, I shouldn't have to try to make money or work. And that's not to be confused with social programs like unemployment. I took unemployment. I didn't feel any shame. There's people who look at that and think you're lesser of a person. Because I was collecting unemployment, which was also $400 a week, which is not enough to, you know, and it, it shouldn't be enough to keep your lifestyle. It's there just to keep you from completely sinking. And right. I used it. I used it. And I'm glad that there's safety nets like that exist. That exist. And I, I, I would fight for those, you know, welfare, food stamps. I don't mind any of that stuff. Are there people that abuse it? Yes. And so you're lumped into that group of people. Yeah, I mean, there's certain people who look at it that way. Like, you're right. lesser of a person. Like, the guy, your, your friend's like, hmm, what's he doing? And he's working at the uh, yeah, Euro rap. Yeah, Euro rap. <laughs> yeah, why, why are you collecting that? I mean, you do, uh, even from a practical standpoint, you pay into it. So why not use it if you need it? Yeah, it's there. There's some people who won't use it, though. And that's yeah. their choice. That's their choice. But because you choose not to use it doesn't mean that it shouldn't exist for other people to be used the way it was intended to be used. Right. It was it nice. It's, it was just a mental thing. I was like, wow, at least I have $400 a week coming in right now. So that helps, you know, alleviate some of the, the stress. Right. That's something. I, yeah, I agree. I think I'm sure that there are things that people abuse anything. And, and even the way that people react to money is really just a human sort of survival instinct, right? Like we, and the, the reason why we get fat, you know, is because, we need to strike while the iron's hot. We need to we need to do things while things are available. So that's why we overeat because our brains are still cavemen, cave people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's the same way with money. If that guy's giving away money, I better get some because I don't want to be the person who doesn't get it. You know, because I need to survive when you don't really need it. You know, but and then people who want to take uh, advantage of a system like welfare or food stamps or they want to, you know, not um, respect it for what it should be. They're just doing that because it's human nature. The other part of the, the, of being a human is that we do have a conscience and that you have to, and you do sort of make a, 
have an ethics that you might follow or principle and you have to tap into that because it's real easy to just take 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 because it's it's survival it's what's probably ingrained in us i um the irs i had paid our maryland taxes it was like twelve hundred dollars i paid it <clears throat> way before um february no april <laughs> sorry april before it was due and um just a month or whatever ago it was taken out again on accident um and it like took out you know i was um overdrawn everywhere things were be- trying to be pulled like automatic with you know uh, payments of things and those were getting bounced and i was getting all these things and um i called the state taxes people whoever uh, comptroller and uh they were telling me like oh yeah it was our mistake uh, their mistake and that um they would send us a check and I said, okay, well, how long will that be? And they said, oh, it'll be like a couple of weeks. Well, I just got it the other day. This was months ago. And um, maybe it was a month ago. Either way, it was a long time. So if I had to wait for that, I'd have been in res- some real trouble. But um, we ended up calling the bank and they just reversed. They just canceled that check. They said they they sent, sent a non-payment to the check. Um, so I got the money back. Well, in the meantime, I get the new check from Maryland and I am, you know, it's everything I can when I, fr- it was everything I could when I first got it, not to cash that check and be like extra 1200. What's going to happen? Maybe they'll forget. I don't know. Maybe it'll just slip through the cracks and I'll get an extra $1,200. <laughs> so I took it to the bank. And I was like, listen, this is the situation. I got to the If I cashed it, what would that, what would happen? Like, where is this money? Who's out this money? Is it SunTrust? Right? Is it the bank? Or is it Maryland? Like, is Maryland going to realize it's gone? Or is SunTrust? Like, you know what I mean? I didn't know where. What are you drawing a distinction? It's not right to take it from the big bank, but from the state it is. I would take it from either. Either. (laughs) Just more like is is SunTrust going after Maryland for the money? Or will they come after me for it? Because they had to stop payment on the. I don't know. So I just didn't know. And they were like, well. I said, I think ethically I shouldn't cash it. She was like, probably should go with maybe just wait a couple months and see if, I don't know. <laughs> I said, okay. But I know the right answer. The right answer is not to cash it. Well, I It's think not mine. I already got the money back. You're talking about survival and how it's built into us as humans to, you know. Take advantage. Look, I can become very stingy with my money because I want to save there's not, I don't live in a constant fear, but I know the reality of things and especially the line of work I got into that at some point I could be out of a job. And that goes to extremes sometimes, meaning I have money to spend. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. I, I'm not going to spend this and I'll throw it into the, to my savings account, which isn't even that much money. It's not like I have a lot, but I think that's part of the, the reason. It's like if something happens, I want to have money to be able to survive. And, you know, that something did happen. Right. And I felt better that I had that money. But while I'm living in the moment uh, employed, I should probably spend a little bit more of the money, not be so stingy with it, go out, have a good time with some of it, spend it on uh, other people in instances, for, on, on little things. Like I'm going to restaurants. I, I've brought this story up before, but there's a place like across the street from me and there's the discrepancy in two dishes, a chicken and rice dish and a shrimp and rice dish. And the shrimp is what is it i think it's 16 dollars where the chicken is nine so a discrepancy of seven dollars but it's like that that i know shrimp's more expensive but that i refuse to pay that and this is you know i created this big deal bring my girlfriend there i'm gonna get you dinner tonight she decides she wants the shrimp i can't bring myself to buy the shrimp because there's some kind of principle that I need to uphold. It's like, how dare you with this discrepancy? You're trying to rip us off. Fuck you. You're not getting my money. I'm not going to pay that. I should have just paid the money. Like, yeah. And, and who cares? Because you'll blow seven bucks on anything. It doesn't right? matter. $7 yeah. is easy to throw away. That's ridiculous. But in other instances, and I'm, you I'm buy gonna, like $7 worth of seltzer water down at the bodega. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably $20 a day in seltzer. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, but I was going to bring this up. um, And I might, it's just a weird thing to bring up because I'm not trying to gain any favor points. But when, you know, the 
IRS. Was it the IRS? It was just the state. The state for It was you. the state. Like when you thought you were out double the amount of money, I would have given you the money. Like I didn't. I was like, all right, well, this is what it's here for. This person's in some kind of possibly financial trouble for temporary amount of time yeah yeah it was only temporary and i will yeah like i didn't care about that but seven dollars in shrimp (laughs) i'm not doing this i refuse to because it's more than the money at that point it's the idea this whole narrative of the greedy person sitting in the back who's pricing this i want as much money as possible give me all the money and the shrimp is gonna and you're not the shrimp cost three dollars more but let's charge seven and you're not getting that from me you son of a bitch that's not happening you're not gonna so what happened at that dinner (laughs) she ended up paying for herself to get the shrimp so when she ordered okay did you know that she was gonna order the shrimp ahead of time and then no i I said let's go out and get dinner i got you tonight right so i mean you guys are sitting down the waiter's asking what you'll have. You well, see the so, chicken, so the rice. Set, the setup for this place, it's a place that's got a large outdoor area and you order and there's a food truck actually parked in the outdoor area. And then okay. so your number's called you. So there's no waiter. Okay. So there's a menu. And before you go to the register and order, that's the way it works. But yes, okay. I'm looking at the menu. And it's like, I really want the shrimp. I was like, oh, the chicken. Look at the chicken. That's a much. <laughs> so. So she said, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. What an <sighs> asshole. No, what, no, look, and this is something that I looked at and I've explored. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? You know, that's something in therapy that came up and that uh, I'm looking at the motivations behind that. And then yeah. and I don't think that's acceptable behavior. I don't <laughs> <No>. <laughs> by any means. But I think this all started. You were talking about, you know, human nature and yeah. the need to survive or collect as much as you can. Or it is like a squirrel with the acorns and you bury the mm-hmm. acorns for a later time. Because the winter could be harsh and, you you know, you want to live. Right. Um, But the flip side of being a human is you're also aware and you can make decisions that go against what your instinct is. Right. And choices are to be made at times. I don't have a specific example now, but if your behavior is like my behavior in the shrimp, you can make the choice like, no, I'm going to go the other way with this one. And I think that is important. And I said earlier that money is... Like, uh, it's a construct. It's something we created to help us in life. I mean, yes, we need to have a system in place to get services and goods. And again, I don't know any better way. Honestly, I've never thought about it. And I don't really think there is something that is better. But if you're putting so much value and worth into money, think about that. It's a construct. And if you take it away, if you take take it away, it means nothing. So the person who's got all this money, their value is gone suddenly. Right. I think about that when the apocalypse will happen, right? And that money, who cares if you have money? Yeah. It won't matter. It it matters about what you have to, like you said, trade with someone or offer someone. Well, even outside of that, it's like, what are the important things? What are the things that exist outside of this system that we've built? And I think their personality traits or traits of being a human, like empathy and compassion. I, this comes up all the time on the show, but it's because it's important to me. You know, intelligence, not everyone. That, that is something that is somewhat uh, you're born with at least the capacity to be intelligent. Right. So that's not a fair thing. I, I'm not putting down people who aren't as intelligent, but that's an important thing as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Something I value. Uh, I guess it doesn't demean that shouldn't devalue another person if they're dumb <laughs> well it depends on what kind of dumb they are yeah. if they're just dumb because they're not taking the time to learn about the world around them and they're not curious and they don't want to explore all right then i'm going to judge you for that but if you're yeah. just born with a low iq it's like yeah nothing you can do about that right but these traits like you know yes again compassion love these are things that are there and i think that the value of this is lost quite often for this culture of consumerism and collection of value and money and the power that comes along with it. And that's, that's really the foundation of my negativity towards this topic. You know, I thought of something that kind of bothered me that I think we've talked about it before where, you know, if I could make $200,000 a year, then I would move wherever right? Like I love where we live now. I love that Ellie's going to walk to school. I love the community. I love how, you know, I just, I love where I'm living. But if I were going to make $200,000 a year, that'd be like, I guess the start of where I would sort of say, well, 
my happiness here isn't as important as making that much money. And that bothers me a little bit that I would, mm-hmm. that I would do that. But I feel like it would be beneficial overall more than just staying here, you know? What bothers you about that? That I have a price, I guess. That sounds dramatic. I just, I guess I mean. Everyone's got a price on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that I guess I, I, I could be bought away from something that I really like. But do you not think there could be something that you like even more out there? What do you mean? Well, you're saying there's a price that you could be bought, move away, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you not think there's another place that possibly out of your reach right now that could be a little bit better? So if I, you mean like if I moved, maybe I would be happier? Yeah. Even, I, I mean, I'm, Even if I am being purchased? What I'm getting at <laughs> is you wouldn't, if you had the money, you wouldn't move just for the sake of it. Just to get some big house and show off, right? You're not doing that. But there could be a living situation out there that is better than the one you're in now, even though you really like the one that you're in now. So if you found that and it was accessible to you because you made more money, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think the intentions behind it are the important part. Right. Because I'm not trying to like gain power or anything. No, we're just like, I'm going to go get this McMansion because I can. And it's just everyone will drive by and it's like, I wonder who lives in that giant house. I don't want a gigantic house. I don't understand people who do. I think they're scary. You don't know where someone's hiding in this. <laughs> or if you lose something. We we moved from, uh, you know, a tiny apartment in Atlanta to a smallish apartment in Laurel and to like kind of big house, like a, a townhome here. And sometimes when I lose something, I'm like, it could be anywhere. <laughs> like, I don't know. But when we were in Atlanta, it was like, it has to be in these two rooms you still lose it in the small rooms i misplace my keys all the time i should just put them on i was hanging them at one point on the coat hanger right inside the door and it's like i know we're there but my apartment's so small and it's where the hell are the keys right they have to be here so yeah in a mansion you're exactly right (laughs) how many rooms (laughs) they could be anywhere i always think of too if someone is in the home they could hide i come home for days to, they could hide. To they my, could avoid you for days. Yeah, they could just live there. Like they mean no harm to you. Right. They're just there living <laughs> and you have no clue. Yeah. And uh, yeah, right now it's very cozy. I come in and I'm like, all right, well, if someone's in here, where are they hiding? In the closet or in the bathtub? Yep. That is it. They can't, it. Even, they can't even fit under the bed because the bed is lifted and it's filled with boxes underneath because yeah. I have no storage. So yeah, it's like, all right, no one's in here. <laughs> right. You know, you know that. Hey, for your, sure. Your mansion. Could you go to sleep? Because you're not searching the whole house every night. Think about people with just gigantic bedrooms. Right? Like huge bedrooms. Yeah. I guess. It's as big as the top floor of an apartment. Right? It's like huge. I, I assume you adjust to that. I know what you're getting at with it. Like having a small. And then you forget something downstairs in the kitchen. Fuck, I forgot my phone. You got like a half a mile. You have to set up base camp halfway down to the kitchen. Yeah, but those people driving by, they see that giant house. They say, hmm, who lives there? That person's well to do. So we have our, our richest friend lives in a gigantic like house where you where you drive by and you're like, well, who lives there? And his kids are in college and he's like, I, we got to get out of here. It's way too big. Well, good. They'll move. Yeah. To, He's our richest friend. <laughs> how, how, how many rooms are in that house? I don't know. How many bathrooms? Well, I've only seen one, but Did it has have a day in it. Yeah. But they're Indian, so I think that that makes sense. To have a bidet if they're still yeah. cleaning their butts traditionally? Yeah. It all comes. It all comes. Yeah. It's, we've, we, <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> the, the bidet as a separate device it's fine. I think that adopting that for cleaning after going to the bathroom is still a good thing to do. But in Japan, the washlet where you just stay on the toilet and the arm comes out yes. and the water sprayed up at an angle so it doesn't fall back on the arm so Don't the arm stays that? clean. You walk around with a pep in your step. <laughs> I've never felt cleaner. It's the best. It doubles up. But they have toilet paper there also. Yeah, because you can dry it, pat, pat, pat it down. Yeah, you got to dry it. <laughs> But you use less toilet paper at that point. I totally understand why people think we're disgusted. Like Americans are dirty. I mean, that's most it's of. It's like there are some, some other cultures that wear in deodorant, but at least they're assholes. 
squeaky clean. Well, you you said your friends are Indian. They use their hand. That's the big thing. What do you mean they use their hand? To to clean. Oh, there's a bidet, but there isn't. So, I mean, toilet paper I would choose over using my hand. Okay. When I used the bidet for the first time and fell in love in Spain, I went to the bathroom and I wiped and then I sat on the bidet and I used my hand. And then I washed my hand. I mean, that's fine. Okay. I mean, because I don't I, use I, the washcloth in the shower or anything. I use my hand. You just use so your hand. So what's the difference? Yeah, I I use the uh, what's the puffy thing? Oh, the loofah. I use that and then I scald it. <laughs> I, like, I just touched my butt. Why? Why is a show about money focused so much on defecation? Well, we've been a real butt centric episode. You start making butt puns. Don't butt do that. Puns. No, I think I think we focused on that too much. I mean, it's a point of we don't want to get too cheeky. <laughs> What else? Do you have any other thoughts? Let's wrap this up. Any other thoughts that you want to get out there on money? I've said my piece. I'm No, finished. I think that's it. All right, then wrap us up. Uh, that was one topic. Thank you so much for listening. Please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, review us. Everyone has been so that we've gotten um, a couple new ratings, and that's been very exciting. Greg sends me text 91. We but- there's, there's too much excitement tied to that. But yes. Yeah, we like the ratings, but review us too. Tell us what you think and share us with your friends. Um, also, uh, the official hot sauce of one topic, <laughs> Hoff sauce. You it's can official get it now? <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> it's official. You can get uh, 15% off of your order if you go to hoffandpepper.com and use the code one topic 15 It's the best hot sauce ever. I love it. I, I can't keep it in my house because I always give it away to people because I want them to have it. Yeah, um, you see this? You see the salesmanship? Anyone else listening wants Autumn to do an endorsement? You want to pay her some money? Look how good yeah. she is. It's natural. just flows. So, yeah, go to hoffandpepper.com. One topic 15 is our code, and uh, that's it. Yeah, you've covered it all. Okay. So, thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you whenever we decide to do your next show, which will be next week. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs>